I thank you for this day and everything that is in it, my God. Thank you for you are good, God. You are a merciful God. You are a loving God, our Father, my God. We lay everything we are, my God. Our titles, our past, our present, our future, my God. We lay it down before you, our Father. And we come just as we are, O King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you for this opportunity and this chance, my God. There are many who are greater. There are many who are better. But you have qualified me, our Father. Thank you, O King of Kings and Lord of Lords, my God. Abba Father, take full charge of this word, Abba Father. King of Kings, open your spiritual children's ears and eyes and antennas, my God, to hear your word and not to see me, Abba Father. Be glorified, be magnified. I kill my flesh, my God, and may the spirit kick in. I connect my spirit to my prophet's spirit wherever she is on this day, Abba Father. Take full charge, take full control in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Praise Jesus. You can do better than that. I don't want to take much of your time, but before I continue, I would like to respect the protocol. I honor the presence of God in this place. I honor my spiritual authority, my mother, my prophet, wherever she is. I honor the father of the house, Daddy Stain. Thank you so much for making me today. I honor all the ministers of God. I honor each and every single person who serves here. Worshippers, cleaners, ushers, each and every single person. Amen. And I honor you, the VIP of Jesus. Thank you so much for making it today. I don't want to take much of your time. Thank you so much, worshipers. You may take your seats. You look very beautiful today. You may have your seats. As we are going to receive the word of today, we know that English, um, the English service is usually where we receive the word of God. Administration usually happens during the Kiswahili service. So today I will teach you. So do you have your notebooks? If you have your notebooks, can you please raise them in the air so I can see? I'm only seeing very few. So where are you writing your notes? On your phone maybe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Do you guys have your Bibles? Okay, let us receive the word of today. So today's topic, as seen on the poster, is about divine healing. We all know we are in the month of healing, but at the same time, we are also in the month where we are under the protection of Jehovah Sabaoth, or rather the Lord of hosts. So be it the month of healing, we need to know what this divine healing is. And what as Christians, why it is our right to receive it. Because as Christians, we always say that we are different from the people of this world. Therefore, it almost means that we're almost of a different realm or a different area. So meaning if we're of a different realm and area, it means there are certain things that we as Christians are supposed to access. And one of them is divine healing. Um, divine healing is defined as something that is involved as a supernatural act which resolves a physical, emotional, or spiritual problem. 
in a Christian context, the supernatural element is God. Many times through the agency of the Holy Spirit. So divine healing is a supernatural act of healing, be it with something spiritual, physical, emotional. It doesn't matter what aspect it is. Hallelujah, child of God. If somebody getting me, if you are getting me, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So we all know there are different ways that we can receive this healing. We have learned it through the different preachings we have received throughout this month, right? We have learned it. But obviously, there are some main specific ways or methods that we are capable of receiving this healing. The first one being the gifts of healing. We see this in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 to 11. If I can have somebody on the TV who can be opening the scriptures for me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 to 11. I shall read, to another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. These gifts or manifestations of the spirit operate by the sovereignty of God or as his will. In other words, the person with these gifts cannot operate them when he or she wants to, but only when God leads them to minister these ways. We sometimes call this healing anointings. God initiates healing by this method. In other words, it is not up to us to decide that a healing gift should manifest. Faith may still be involved, but sometimes the Lord initiates healing when the person has no faith. So the first method or the first way we are capable of receiving healing is through the gifts of healing. We know that in the Bible, there are several gifts that we know. Gifts of prophecy, gifts of interpretation of tongues. The list, go, the list goes on. But we know one of them is the gifts of healing. And we see here that the gifts of healing does not operate when we want it to operate. It operates when God wants it to operate. When God sees a need of healing in your life. So what situation are you going through? And as a child of God, we know that these gifts are free. We know that they are there. You don't need to pay any certain amount. You don't need to pay millions. It is there for you. It is free. It is just for you to possess. So possess this gift, child of God, to be able to receive any certain healing that is in your life. So the second method is to call on the elders or pastors of the church to pray for you. We can see this in the book of James chapter 5, verse 14 to 15, as we wait for it to be opened. When we speak about this, in our context, we are a prophetic household. So when we are speaking about this, we say we call unto the prophet to lay hands upon you. Many of the times, whenever our prophet is ministering, she calls people forward or she either tells you, if you are sick, hold where you are sick. If you have somebody who is sick, hold up the photo. Or she touches you physically herself. This is another way of receiving healing. Even the ministers of God that are aligned in this church is another way of, re of you receiving your healing. They are a vessel of God. 
they are a ministration of what God is doing. He uses them because they are a physical being. So he ministers through them. Let us read. Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, spiritual leaders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. That is why we cannot go without a service, without somebody not coming forward and being prayed for, and going back home sick. It is an error, child of God. You cannot come back the same way you came. That does not glorify God. Here the sick person asks people to pray for them. In other words, the sick person initiates the healing. Starts the processes. Not God. Another method mentioned here is anointing the sick person with oil. Hallelujah. The third method is praying for one another. We can see this in the book of James chapter 5 verse 16. This method needs faith. If I am praying for somebody, many of the times we go to the hospital knowing that we will receive treatment, knowing that we will get better. But many of the times when we pray for somebody, we are not certain of the outcome. We are not certain whether the person will be healed or not. But we pray with faith. We pray knowing that as I'm praying for this person, with the name of Jesus Christ, I know that they will get healed. The Bible reads, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and the persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. We are to pray for one another. If you know your neighbor is sick, if you know your mother is sick, pray for them. You have the power and authority as a child. That is why there was a, a point in Rema where half of the time people were calling our prophet asking to be prayed for a headache. But it came a point where she said, children of God, you have also been given power and authority. You can command that headache to go and it can go. All that God needs is your faith. Another method is to use the name of Jesus. We see this in the book of John chapter 16 verse 23. In Acts 3, Peter and John going up to the temple to pray. They saw a lame man begging and expecting to receive something. Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. He took him by the hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 16 says, and his name, through faith in his name, has he made us, has he made man strong. Through the name of Jesus, this lame man, 
His feet and his bones were made strong immediately. Not after five seconds, not after ten hours. Immediately, as he decreed and declared through the name of Jesus, he was able to rise up and walk, child of God. What situation are you going through that is too hard for God? All you have to do is call the name of Jesus. Another method is the laying on of hands. We can see this in the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18. Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will be by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is probably one of the most common ways we receive healing through the laying of hands. And whatever the Bible says as a Christian, we know it is meant to be. So as long as the Bible tells us that when we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You will recover, child of God. Amen. The last method, but not the least, is to believe the word of God. We can see this in the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 23. Jesus tells us that whoever will say to this mountain or any mountain in one's life, be removed and be cast into the sea and will not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will come to pass. He will have what he says. When there is no one else to call upon, we can trust God and his word. This is God's best method for us as we learn to appropriate the healing scriptures for ourselves. It requires consistent faith and learning to grow our faith. It requires constantly and consistently keeping God's word before us. In the New Testament, we know that the word of God is the sword meaning it helps us break fight annihilate everything that is against god's word so child of god use the same word that whenever you are feeling sick you say god in your word it says that by your stripes we are healed whatever sickness you are going through be it money loss be it depression be it lack of marital establishment, this same word has the answers to remove you and for you to receive your healing child of God. Amen. Amen. Have we all gotten something so far? Hallelujah. I want us to look at the, the story of the Bible in um, the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. We all are aware about the story of Jesus and the woman who bled and this is one of the best examples of divine healing let us read let us read like people who are educated please and touch the task fringe of of his outer robe. For she had been saying to herself, if I only touch his outer robe, I will be healed. 
But Jesus turning and seeing her said, Take courage, daughter. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. And at once the woman was completely healed. Hallelujah, child of God. We can learn something very great from this woman. She was desperate. You need to be desperate, child of God, for divine healing. I could be preaching to you right now, but there's only five people who are desperate. And it's okay, because at that moment, the person is in desperate need of that situation. At that moment, in the crowd of many, it was only her who was desperate. She didn't even want to be touched. She just said, for as long as I touch the fringe, the fringe, the hem of Jesus, that is enough for me to receive my healing. Divine healing takes you and I, child of God. It's not only God. It is a supernatural act. But as long as we don't believe, it will not be evident to you that it has happened. For some people, the supernatural acts that take place can be superstitious. It can just be a by the way. But as a Christian, as long as you have faith and you know that your God is capable and he is able, her faith is what healed her. It wasn't the fact that she touched Jesus. It wasn't the fact about anything, but it was her faith. As a Christian, your faith is very fundamental. It makes you and it breaks you. God plays a role, but you also need to play a role. And that role is played through your faith. You can be laid hands by 500 ministers, by the greatest prophets, by generals. But if your faith is not there, it is nothing, child of God. Her faith is what healed her. Your faith it is, is what is going to heal you, child of God. So as we proceed with this word, I want us to understand what the purpose of healing is. Because we're just saying healing this, healing that, why you must receive healing, what is healing, how you receive it. But what is the purpose of healing in your life? The first purpose is Jesus heals because he is full of compassion. He is a loving God. He is a compassionate God. He doesn't want to see you suffer, child of God. Your friends may want to see you suffer. Other people may want to see you suffer. But God does not want to see you suffer. And we see this in the book of Mark chapter 1 verse 40. A leper came to Jesus imploring him and kneeling said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. It was compassion that led to the miracle. Jesus Christ heals people today for the same reason. 
in the book of Romans chapter 2 verse 4 it says or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience not knowing that God's kindness is meant to be led to you to repentance he is a compassionate God child of God he doesn't want to see you suffering with finances, with depression, with whatever sickness you are going through, with whatever emotional damage you are going through. Your God, your Father, does not want to see you go through it. That is why He has given us the access to divine healing. Because Jesus heals because He is full of compassion. The second purpose is that Jesus heals because healing belongs to his children. Once when Jesus was preaching near the city of Tyre, somebody fell at his feet, asking him to cast an unclean spirit out of her daughter. Jesus said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bed and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. The Lord saw the woman's faith and the daughter was delivered. We're seeing all the stories that go on. It was faith. It was faith that was delivering them that was giving them their healing. If you are a child of the king, it might seem that healing should come to you first, even before unbelievers receive miracles. Yet, we watch as those who do not know the Lord reach out into great faith, hungry for the crumbs, and time after time, he pours out his healing, virtue upon these people. Thank God healing is often the entry point that helps people receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Healing is not only for you and I, but for even the unbelievers out there. It is one of the best ways to draw them closer to the kingdom of God. That is why our prophet always insists to invite families, to invite friends, because once you may receive your healing, and somebody in your family gets sick, it affects you because they come to you for money. They come to you expectant for prayers. They come to you in need. So that is why she says, bring them here so your family can also be delivered. The third purpose, Jesus heals to bring glory to his father. On the side of a mountain near the Sea of Galilee, we are told great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at his feet and he healed them so that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled healthy, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. We see this in the book of Matthew, chapter 15, verse 30 to 31. I'm not reading all the scriptures because of time. So when you get time, you can go deeper into the words. On another occasion, there was a similar response when Jesus healed a paralytic man. And when the crowd saw it, they were afraid and they glorified God who had given such authority to man. 
we see this in the book of Matthew chapter 9 verse 8 perhaps the crowd didn't understand that the man with such great authority was the son of God but they were moved enough by what they saw to glorify God at the end of the day your healing is all for one purpose and it's to glorify the king of kings and the lord of lords that same healing many people may acknowledge where it comes from but the fact that you have been healed is enough to glorify the king of kings and lord of lords and that is why when you are healed you come back to testify to glorify him, to acknowledge, to give him back the glory and the honor for what he has done in your life. God is to be glorified through the big, through the small. We have seen many cases of people being healed with cancer stage five, where the doctors may have not been able to do it, but God was able, was able to do it. It's all to glorify the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Another purpose, the fourth purpose, is Jesus heals to fulfill God's promises. One evening, they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who are sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. We can see this in the book of Matthew chapter 8 verse 16 to 17. When the master heals, it is a fulfillment of the prophecy spoken through Isaiah and the Old Testament. On the cross, Christ took our sicknesses and infirmities. So you being healed is a confirmation of the same word that was given many years ago, even before Christ was born. So you are receiving healing because it's to fulfill God's promises that he has set and ordained for you in your life, child of God. Another promise or purpose is Jesus heals also to confirm his own word. Healing was promised by the Father, then declared by Jesus Christ. He said, if I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Christ knew exactly why he was sent to earth. He came to perform the works of his father miracles confirm the spoken word of Jesus he heals to fulfill his personal word to you he's doing this for a purpose Jesus came with an assignment and even after he left he left us with a helper Holy Spirit the healer our intercessor so we are still being healed today through Holy Spirit because to confirm his personal word that has been set and ordained for you child of God you are too blessed child of God God has set greatness ahead of you he cares for you and he wants the best for you another purpose 
it Jesus heals to show you the power in his blood. The prophecy declared in Isaiah 54 verse 4 to 5 was fulfilled 20 centuries ago. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. Jesus was sent on Calvary for you and I, for our deliverance, for our healing, for whatever you are going through. Just know God sent his own begotten son to die on the cross because of us. The blood of Jesus was shed to forgive sin and provide healing then and even now. The last but not the least of the purpose is every time the Lord heals, the devil's defeat at the cross is exposed once again. The word tells us the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. We see this in the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. At the hearse of Cornelius, the apostle Peter said, You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We have the victory. We can live in triumph day by day Jesus knows everything about you child of God and as long as you have decreed and declare that Jesus is your Lord and Savior you are a candidate for divine healing it is yours child of God it is there for you for free because the price was already paid as the worshipers come up and as we wind up towards the end of the word I want you to take a moment and I want you to see wherever you are in need of divine healing, wherever you are in need of a touch, as the worshipers will take us into worship, come forward so you can be prayed for. But in this same moment, even if you will not come forward, I want you to take a moment, have a moment with God. Many of the times we have been taught that God heals and the doctors treat. But maybe there was a time where you searched for healing in a way that did not please God. Ask him for mercy. We are coming to the end of this month. It doesn't mean that healing won't proceed into the next month. But it was specifically for this month so I want you to make sure before this month ends that you will receive a divine visitation of healing in whatever scenario you are going through, child of God. Let us all arise. How many have received the word of God today? Amen.
As we're going into a moment of worship, before we end with the service, if anybody is sick,